Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step Journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds um, here in Next Step Leadership. Uh, Tracy, uh, today, uh, again, it's, it's a great time to have a conversation with you and very excited because a dear friend of mine, a dear friend of ours, Lee Grady, is uh, with us today. I so look forward to this. Hi, Lee. It is a pleasure to have you amongst us today. Hey, it's great to be with you, and I bring you greetings from my two oldest daughters, Margaret and Meredith, who were students of yours at Emmanuel College. They are excited that I'm with you today, too. Mm. Wow, great young ladies, and we (laughs) cherish those moments with students. Love those families. Love to see what God is doing in their lives after that. I I get as much kick out of watching what God does, you know, (laughs) down the road. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's, That's exciting. So it's great to have you here, buddy. Well, uh, a lot of people know you from a lot of different things that you do, and I'll just share just briefly. And then I just want you to kind of take the lead and share that. And obviously, you're an author. You've been uh, an editor of a major Christian magazine. But since that, you've written several books, uh, Heart for Missions, like very few people I know. But at the heart of all that is discipling young men for the kingdom of God. Not, not excluding young women, because you've got daughters, I get that. But I specifically see you working with next generation young men, and, and that's just been something for the last 20 years I've observed you doing with people my age and younger. So uh, welcome, and, and tell us a bit more about Lee Grady. Well, I guess really if you want to understand me, um, I would have to summarize by saying that I'm a, I'm a guy who got uh, wrecked by the Holy Spirit <laughs> many years ago. Um, I'm a spiritual misfit because I was raised a Southern Baptist, and when I was 18 years old, I got uh, baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that moment in 1976, that's a long time ago, uh, really defines who I am. Um, I just, you know, I, I had been raised in church and didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit for all those years. And so when I came into that experience, it really deeply transformed me. And so everything that I do today goes back really to that moment. A lot of people know me as the editor of Charisma Magazine. I was that for, I was there for 18 years, you know, a very charismatic Pentecostal magazine. But the reason why I ended up there was because I had that experience so long ago. Yeah. And so I, I had that experience, then I became a journalist. I was a Christian journalist for many years. That's where I got my, my, cut my teeth on writing. And then out of that, being a Christian journalist, um, I had an experience with the Lord where I surrendered to full-time ministry. That was in 1998 when I prayed a very dangerous prayer from Isaiah 6. Here am I, Lord, send me. Mm -hmm. And I was on the floor of a church in Orlando, Florida when I prayed that. And 
The result of that prayer was that I have ministered in 36 countries and now have an international outreach. Our ministry touches a lot of nations, but we primarily help women who are disenfranchised, disadvantaged, abused. That's been that's kind of my day job now as I do that. But on the side, as you said, I also pour my life into people uh, making disciples, and that is a life passion of mine. So mm. that's a lot to take in. I do a lot of different things, but yeah. I'm a pretty. I guess I'm a pretty complicated guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we sure appreciate it, uh, and and we see that as. Um, something that is needed so much in today's society, discipleship. Uh, you, you talked about uh, this receiving the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. When you think of the biblical context of that, you will receive power. Uh, and what's the outcome? You will make, make disciples. disciples. Right? How, how do you define that? How do you describe it? How does it play out in your life, Lee, in making disciples? Well, I'm, I, I guess I basically define discipleship as the process that any Christian goes through to become a mature follower of Jesus Christ. And the result of becoming a disciple is that you are going to make disciples. Right. When you become mature, you're going to reproduce. And that's really a, the problem we have, I think, in the church today is we have a lot of immature believers, uh, maybe because we haven't put a lot of emphasis on discipleship or we might think that discipleship is just like a class that you do on Wednesdays. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I could rent a sign and pull it across the sky that says discipleship is not a class <laughs> because I believe <laughs> that it is a relationship and, it's, and it is a process that we're invited to go through. Jesus told Peter, uh, follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. I will make you, which means it's a process. It's going to take yeah. a while for you to get there. So a lifetime, huh? I love going through that process myself, and I love taking other people through that process. I love the way you say that, that if, we're, if I'm not making disciples, then I'm likely not yet a disciple. Right. And that's, that's part of it, is the whole part of giving back. I, I love to think of discipleship as when I begin to take responsibility for my relationship with Jesus. It's not my pastor or my youth pastor. And those people were hugely influential in my life. But there came a point, just like with my children, to where, son, it's on you. You're, you're going to have to decide. Put your big boy pants on and decide. You know, you're going to follow Jesus uh, single file. You know, follow the leader. Um, and I know that at the heart of all that is wanting to see fruit that perpetuates fruit that remains mm. fruit that stands the test of time and and stands long term um we had a mutual friend way back in the day that i as i'm just listening to you talking i can't you know barry st Clair uh shaped me in student ministry and i was not shocked to learn because I know the scope of his life has been so broad in that thing of making disciples. But I will never forget uh, going to a bold venture where you had him speak and being able to just in an elevator say, let me just tell you thank you uh, for the impact that you had on Lee, but also on me. Yes. The reason why I'm making disciples today is because Barry St. Clair took me under his wing when I was 15 and 16 and 17. I was in a 
a discipleship group that met in the basement of his home in suburban Atlanta back in the 70s. And Barry took, he was a busy preacher, you know, he was a busy traveling minister, but he took the time to invest in a group of 10, 15-year-old boys. Can you imagine having that group? (laughs) And for three years, he poured into my life. And not just teaching lessons, right? but opening up his life to me and inviting me to travel with him and do ministry with him and see the Christian life from his vantage point. And so that investment paid off. And, you know, it was years later that I realized, you know what, I'm doing exactly what Barry did. Just thinking That's how it works. Mm -hmm. When, when, When we make a disciple, they're not going to become a carbon copy of us. But we're we're going to end up doing that same work that Jesus invited Peter to do. We're going to become fishers of men, and we're going to help people become mature followers right. of Jesus. Well, yeah. What is keeping so many people from doing that, Lee? Well, I think you know. I think there's been a breakdown in the church, and I know that probably one of the biggest reasons is a lot of pastors have never been discipled. So mm-hmm. some pastors are kind of thrown into the deep end. You know, or maybe they go to seminary or Bible college and and they and they listen to a lot of teaching, and they learn a lot of biblical knowledge, but they really were not discipled. Nobody took right. them under their wing and said, "Hey, let me show you how this is done, and let me show you, and you can watch me, and then you can do it with me, mm-hmm. and then we'll do it together." They didn't have that. Can you imagine if doctors in this country never had to do internships? <laughs> mm. You know, if all they did was just sit in a class and learn anatomy, I think we'd we'd be paying for that today. So now we have a lot of ministers who were really not mentored. Yeah, and it's about more than just information. You know, exactly. it's about life transformation and relation. And there's a word that Paul, the apostle, used in Romans 1.11. He says, I long to be with you that I might impart mm. some spiritual gift to you. There was impartation. It's true. You know, we use that phrase, it's better caught than taught. And I don't think that means we don't teach anything. But I think mm-hmm. you have to watch people do this. You can't just learn from a book. And so I was, I'm so grateful that I had not only Barry in my life, but other mentors who came alongside and helped me learn how to do this. And so now that's what I've given my life to do Mm. is, you know, I made a decision a long time ago. It's not about me. It's about the next generation that needs to be trained. They need that impartation. Mm. So I, I disciple a lot of people. I bring them alongside with me. I take them with me on ministry trips and that's just become my lifestyle. And I think that's the Jesus lifestyle. Yeah, I would agree. Talk to us about um, just kind of the levels. To, to, I love the way you describe it, and you and I have talked about it a lot in gatherings and in um, bold venture events. But the that role of, you know, you're going to be a Paul to a Timothy. Mm. You're going to be a Paul that has a, has a Barnabas right beside you. Sure. But you're also going to be a Timothy, and there's going to be a Paul in your life. Talk to yeah. us about what that means and how we can apply that. Well, I teach that there's really three key relationships that every Christian needs. 
and I'm not talking about family relationships. Of course, your wife, your spouse, uh, your kids, you know, those are above any of this. But when we talk about the Christian life, I believe every Christian needs three key relationships. One is a Paul, which is a mentor, or if you're a female, you can say Pauline. <laughs> Um, but you need a you need an example. You need role models in your life. You know, we see that in the scripture. This is a principle that's all throughout the Old and the New yeah. Testament. So we need those people. Then we also, I believe, need Barnabases, who are that's the term I use for a peer relationship. Yeah. Just like Chris, you and I have been we've been Barnabases for each other for more than twenty years. And uh, that, you know, we need those peer friendships, people who are willing to go to the mat for us, who are willing to fight for us, who are willing to be that support. Mm-hmm. And, and we got a shoulder that we can cry on. We got somebody that can hold us accountable. We need those close friends. And it's sad today. I meet so many Christians, and I know y'all have talked about this on this podcast before. So many lonely believers who do not have those friends and and yet you know we're christians we're in the church we have we're surrounded by people and yet sometimes those people are extremely lonely and then thirdly we need the timothys or timotheus if you're female (laughs) Um, we need those younger people in our lives that we are paul's for so we're being a role model for them and i always remind people you can't be a you can't really have timothys if you don't have Pauls in your life. You can't disciple somebody if you haven't been discipled. So that's that's a very fundamental uh, understanding, revelation for me, is that we need those people in our lives to grow. Because we don't, we don't grow spiritually in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's easy to grow when you're a loner. Mm-hmm. I think we have to be in community. We have to be connected to the body of Christ. Yeah. And I think with all that we've gone through the last two years in this pandemic, I think we all recognize how crucial people are in our lives. And isolation, yeah. even though we've had to do it, it is not healthy. So It's true. I was in a, a nursing home on Thursday night with a big band. And after it was over, uh, I just I, I didn't know. I, because a lot of places uh, had already opened in this community, this particular uh, uh, home had not, and we were the first activity they had had in two years. Mm-hmm. And the director was just weeping, and she said, "Oh, it was just so incredible to see people having fun, <laughs> and expressing themselves, and getting lost in the music, and oh." She just could, was uncontrollably weeping. Again, just to your point, the isolation that we had. And, and Jesus sent out the disciples in twos. Mm-hmm. You know, And every time you, I could say the word Paul and, and you would put in Silas, or Paul and Timothy, or Paul and Barnabas. Luke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, all the way down to, to the relationships. You know, and I, I was thinking as you were talking, Lee, about, you know, Paul would say, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not in isolation. It wasn't in a vacuum. And boy, you're, you're just singing our theme song here because uh, we just believe that life is so much better uh, united and together and experienced collectively as mm-hmm. the body. 
And you know, Chris, you asked a moment ago, why do I think this is a, a, a struggle in the church? Why is discipleship a problem? I think part of the reason is that in a lot of our church world today, it's really not about people. Mm. Ministry mm. ends up being about programs. It ends up being about an agenda. It ends up being about a goal, a ministry goal, a ministry vision. And, you know, all those things are not bad. But if we put those things ahead of people, yeah. <laughs> we miss the point. Yeah. And when I read the Apostle Paul, and I love to just read and read and reread the epistles because Paul is our example. When this, you know, it wasn't just Paul who said, "Follow me as I follow Christ." That was inspired scripture. Yep. I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to follow the example of the Apostle Paul, and he was a people person. I love to go back to the last chapter of Romans, chapter sixteen. I just love to go back and read that. Some people skip it because it sounds sounds like a bunch of. Mm-hmm. You know, footnotes. Yeah, you know, say hey to yeah. Persis mm-hmm. and say goodbye to the, and say hello to this person. But there, and I think there's 34 people mentioned in that chapter. Paul just going over and over and over, stumbling over himself. To, he doesn't want to miss anybody. He wants to say, please greet Andronicus and Junia and Priscilla, mm-hmm. because Paul was a people person. Yeah. And that is the heart of ministry is people. And I have actually talked to pastors who have told me, you know, I don't really like people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm going, you are in the wrong Absolutely. profession, buddy, because mm-hmm. that is what this is about. It's you know? funny you say that. This morning I had breakfast with a young man who's praying about the next steps in his life. And he was talking about, you know, I think I might going to be a youth pastor. And I said, well, I've got one question for you. Do you love teenagers? <laughs> love Jesus, yeah. I said, but you better be able to at least tolerate them, you know, uh, because if you don't quite yet have a love for that, that's where you start. You know, God, give me, add Absolutely. to the love that I have. Give me a, a, a true love for, for those people. Mm-hmm. So goodly. Yes. So I think that's been a breakdown, is yeah. that, Somehow in all of our busyness of trying to build churches and build healthy churches and build big churches and build bigger churches, we we let the program and the vision get ahead oh, yeah. of the people that Jesus died for. And we focus so much on the on the what. This is the what we're going to do. Instead of stepping back and thinking of the why. And the who. And the because who. Yeah. that's what I was going to say. The why if we are biblically correct, it will take us to the who. Yes. And that's that's the reason that we should be doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason I just appreciate my relationship with both of you guys. Uh, Tracy, my friendship with you, Lee, my friendship with you is real. Uh, and uh, and so I'm very grateful. Well, Lee, we're going to uh, close this podcast, and then we'll uh, talk to you again in the next one. But thank you again for your honesty. Yes. And, and uh, a lot more things we'll talk about in the next one as we... Just trying to remember the right way to let our next step be our best step. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. 
Chris Maxwell is the author of 10 books, including Pause with Jesus, Underwater, A Slow and Sudden God, and his latest book of poetry, Embracing Now. You can find links to all of his work and our social media information at our website, nextstepleadership.buzzsprout.com. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. Their debut single is coming October 29th. Follow them on Instagram at Casual Americans to learn more and pre-save their new song, Somebody Famous. We release Next Step Leadership each Thursday. So join us again next week on The Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. Sweet nothing's fair.